0: Welcome to Cook It. We're Drea and Renee, friends who love to cook and bake. Though we are busy with six kids combined, we still take time to meal plan and make home cooked home cooked wow meals for our families. We are in our second week of cooking from Brown Eggs and Jam Jars by Emmy Wimbush book.
1: Yeah, oh. second week. Yeah,
0: week 2 Mm-hmm. And we did a lot of cooking for this one. I did a fair amount. I'm really testing this, uh, this book. I am too. Mm-hmm. Um, this week we did my pick, which was the buttermilk oat hamburger buns on page 298, as well as the cheeseburgers with onions on page 85. I mean, it's just a natural pairing, right? Yes, for sure. So what did you think?
1: uh I okay okay let me get back in my headspace I really loved the hamburger buns they turned out really nice and light and they were tasty and uh I was a little off-put because they make 16 hamburger buns which is a lot a lot yeah yeah (laughs) so I ended up freezing half of the or six buns for later because I'm like well they'll toast up nice and I can um, pull them out someday when we want to have burgers last minute or something for dinner because I don't always have, like, a lot of time yeah. um, to choose. Or, like, I don't always want to make fresh bread. So I was like, okay, I'll freeze them, and it'll be great. For the hamburger pat, like the hamburger uh, cheeseburgers with onions, Yeah, um, my husband ended up making them, and he gave me some feedback. The cooking time is way too long. Okay. It's like I cook them half the time and they're still overdone. Okay. And um, he didn't make the onion, which I was, like, I was hoping we would have the onion so that I could have a real test. But um, the burgers themselves, I wouldn't even, I don't know if I would even call it a recipe. Like, there's so few ingredients. I don't even, like, I don't consider adding mustard and an egg to burgers a recipe.
0: Yeah. Do you it, think that the burger recipe was created as a vessel for the bun? Like an excuse to make the buns?
1: Yeah. Yeah, probably, or she was like I don't know. I think she, I think she was probably going with like, look how easy burgers can be, but like eh.
0: Yeah. I just I don't think it's a pretty it, straightforward
1: yeah, and I don't even know if people would follow the recipe like just because you tell me to put lettuce on my burger doesn't mean I'm going to put lettuce on my burger. I'm going to make it how I True. want to make it.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I am wondering if because in the recipe she quotes the buttermilk oat hamburger buns and I'm wondering yes. if um it is like I said, it was a the burger was a vessel for yeah a reason to make those buns. And she also references the cucumber and bell pepper relish Mm.
1: on the next page.
0: Oh, I did not notice that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, like, there's a lovely picture. Sure. She needed meat to put on. She needed a meat patty. But, like, I still, like, she could have fancied it up a little, I think. Yes. If you're going to bother, you might as well be like, oh, this is something new that I haven't tried. And maybe I, I don't usually put mustard in my burgers. Yeah. I may not again. It was fine. It wasn't, like, amazing.
0: Yeah. Uh, see, I I consider all those to be just binders. And like you said, like, I had a hard time identifying the difference between this burger and my standard burger melange yeah uh, I usually just wing
1: it yeah I do my own like I know which ingredients I put in every time so I just like yeah it doesn't have to be a recipe
0: but for someone who has not made burgers before that this would be helpful except she has you cook it way too long yeah yeah <laughs>
1: which is a bummer like it's 10 minutes total if you follow the five minutes on each side so and
0: and is 10 minutes total too long
1: um I think so 10 minutes to cook a burger is like it's a little on the dry side whenever you're all done
0: so my burgers were thicker so I would have cooked them 10 minutes total and they were mine were bang on that Mm. being said I don't know that my because I did them on the barbecue we also did um, them on the barbecue. I don't know that my barbecue was like holding the right temperature. Mm. Like you know how it's it's kind of an iffy situation when yeah. you're on the barbecue outside, like with wind and stuff. But my oh, yeah. burgers were thicker, and they, uh, I definitely cooked them for longer than ten minutes. Mm. And they well, weren't.
1: I think Curtis Sorry. did the two centimeter. He did the two centimeter size and
0: okay. was trying
1: to follow the recipe and he was just like he had to take them off because they were gonna be done. Oh, now, okay. if you only did six minutes, like you did three minutes aside, that would be fine. But he even said like he turned the barbecue way down lower than okay. he would normally. So okay. I get okay. that she also does need to make sure that the food safety stuff is followed. Yeah. But if that's the case, like maybe you should put like in an or into a an internal temperature of 150.
0: Yeah. See, uh, oh, she does give the, see, whenever I make hamburgers, see, I didn't even follow her thing of the three quarter inch, two centimeter.
1: Yeah. I
0: weigh my, my patties. Yeah. Um, or not my patties, but I take like the meat, yeah. a ball and I weigh it so that each thing is the right, is the same weight. Yeah. Um, yeah and then that's i that's hard
1: so they cook evenly.
0: Yeah, and then i also i do a flash freeze usually in just so that it doesn't give me trouble on the grill.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. yeah. So i often if i'm making burgers, i will prep them either the day before or like the morning mm-hmm. so that they have time to get that flash freeze in so that i can so that they don't you don't run into that situation where they're sticking and it's not in it they're all like gloopy not gloopy but you know how ground beef can get anyways
1: I find if I don't mix the beef right if I don't like work at it it will crumble sometimes yes which is very frustrating when you're trying to like flip it over anyway so like the having it having it frozen together until it can at least like caramelize and sort of like bind with the egg makes sense
0: yeah and it's that's something I've done for the past couple years now and I finally am successful at making hamburgers on the barbecue Mm um so yeah that's I so I didn't exactly follow her method but
1: yeah I think that's fine because like it would have resulted in something you weren't happy with
0: so yeah um so i i thought i found that the buns like i was so worried about the shape of the buns but she gives this really cool trick of like i i can't even describe it on here but how to like put your hand over top of the the little bun shape and like circle it and then it like kind of makes anyways i don't know if i'm explaining that right
1: when you're doing the when you're making (laughs) them into rounds
0: yeah yeah. and so I was I was really impressed and my whole family was impressed actually with the buns. Um, they did have that nutty whole wheat flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I enjoyed my excess buns with uh, I put something on them and I can't even remember what it was now, but it was like a jam. Oh <laughs> nice. yeah. I think we did lunch buns
1: one day because okay. I was like we even had enough so we had enough to freeze six and eat them for lunch I want to say like twice it was wild yeah
0: yeah well we just kind of ate the rest like ad hoc um yeah. my kids and my husband they'll they love like coming in and just getting like if I, if there's fresh bread around like they're just eating that just straight up mm. I don't blame so, them I love fresh bread I know um so my daughter, she w- my daughter and I, we were the only ones who did do the grilled onion on the burger. And it was actually really good. Um, I have to say our onions were, a- I cut them a little too thick. And mm-hmm. I, she says, to- so Emma says to put them on the grill at the same time as the burger. And mm. I didn't. I-, no. oh. I waited. I waited because I thought that's too long for an onion. No, it's not. So... Mm. <laughs> My onion was a little on the crisp side, but yeah. that's my own fault because <laughs> I didn't listen. Uh, but Emma really enjoyed it. She even like ate the onion, the grilled onion on the burger, like I did it fully dressed, like the way that they mm-hmm. have it, and she loved it. I loved it. And then my five and a half year old, he just basically had the burger. He didn't even want cheese on it because. <laughs> He didn't like cheese that day, <laughs> and uh, and then the twins ate theirs too. So nice. It was I. It was um, it was a success for me that like both of those recipes they worked out well for me. Yeah, my kids
1: really like the bun. My my son is who is five is very funny because sometimes he really likes meat, and other times he says like, "Oh, it makes my tummy hurt." Oh, so, yeah. Which, like, I think he had a sore belly one day when we had burgers, (laughs) and now he he associates his sore stomach with that one experience. So sometimes he'll eat it, no problem, and other times he won't. So this was a time when he wouldn't eat it. But he ate the bun, which I was like, well, that's something. And at least I know that what was in the bun
0: was good for him. Yes. Yeah, (sighs) for sure. But... Um. I also made a bonus recipe whenever I made that, and I know that we don't normally talk about bonus stuff Mm -hmm. uh, until we're really wrapping things up, but I, with that same meal, I also made her strawberry lemonade that Mm. is on page 57, Um, and I just, because we are social distancing and there's not a lot of fun stuff that goes on, um, I just... I thought it would be a really fun surprise for all of them. Mm -hmm. And so it actually makes quite a bit. So you make it with what you, what the recipe is, is concentrate. So you're making a strawberry lemonade concentrate that you then add to water. So it's one part concentrate, two parts water, I think Mm -hmm. off of the top of my head. Uh, Yes, that's exactly what it is. And so, um, and it made quite a bit. So I've got like strawberry lemonade concentrate in my freezer now that I can use, that I can crack out like throughout the summer. So Mm. it was actually a really tasty recipe. It wasn't like overly sweet. Um, and it would probably be really good with like vodka.
1: (laughs) It's funny that you made that because I just looked at that recipe and it was like, mm I'm not using four cups of strawberries for that because yeah. we're social distancing and I'm not going to the store and I'm like I'm unwilling to sacrifice my fresh produce for something like that and I I can't remember if she says like frozen is fine um, I get that it's a summer recipe and so you're supposed to have access to like lots of strawberries and stuff but I was still like uh-uh, that's not yeah. how I use my
0: that's they not how didn't. I use my fresh stuff Yeah, they don't say that frozen is fine. They actually say sliced ripe strawberries. And my strawberries were, so when I go, when I do go to the grocery store right now, I will load up. If the strawberries look good, I'll load up and Mm. just pray for the best that they make it through. Yeah. Like not through the four weeks, but just that we can eat them up before they start to get a little manky. And so my strawberries, they were on the cusp. So I didn't feel so bad using them in this recipe because it actually extended their life.
1: (laughs) Sure. Okay. Mine, I didn't buy, I have not been buying that many. I'm just buying like one clamshell at a time because they, we either eat them all or they go bad. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's a happy, there's no happy medium in our house. So uh, anyway, I just was like,
0: uh, nope. (laughs) Well, I have strawberry lemonade concentrate in my freezer and I'm pretty stoked about that so
1: you know what maybe (laughs) I'll save this recipe for the summertime and I can make it then whenever strawberries are actually in season and I can get nice ones for like no money
0: I think you should Mm -hmm. so Uh,
1: what did you make this week so I made the make-ahead current scones for breakfast on Sunday. Yeah, mm. Sunday. On page 116.
0: Yes. Um.
1: Okay, so they turned out delicious. However. I'm hearing a butt, yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: Well. <laughs> I see right through you.
1: <laughs> so part of the issue that I'm having with this book is that I feel like Most of the recipes were written with such a specific purpose that they failed to think of like how people actually cook. So these are supposed to be make ahead. So you're, she only provides you with instructions on how to freeze, like freeze them solid and then bake from frozen. There's no, there's no instructions on how to bake them if you're making them like that day. So I made them up. Sunday morning, and they are, it comes together really easily. I forgot the currants because it's just kind of like, oh, do the box grater or grate the cheese and incorporate it into the flour and then move on. And I was like, I got them on the cookie sheet, and I was like, where are the currants? And it's in step one. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) So, (laughs) like, that's on me, but... It also feels like it's not, you. that's not usually when I would incorporate fruit into a recipe. It's usually like, mm-hmm. I was thinking like chocolate chips, it's always at the end, blah, 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 blah. So I forgot to put the currants in. They did turn out really tasty. I had to bake them, I had to bake them like 35 minutes because she tells you, you lay it into a circle and then you cut them. But you cut them into eight wedges and then cut each wedge in half. So she has you make these tiny teeny tiny itty bitty scones and i was
0: like no oh, i want eight scones okay. yeah i was gonna say because i see she has the preheat oven at 375 and bake for 20 25 minutes yeah and that's
1: supposed to be from frozen so oh, she oh. has you cut them all but she doesn't tell you how to arrange them on the tray so i cut them in a circle like they i flatten the disc cut them on the tray And then shove them in the oven. And I was like, cool, it'll probably be like 15 minutes. But she doesn't tell you to space them out. Mm -hmm. And yes, I did cut them larger than she suggests. But she's cooking them from frozen. Normally you would add like 5 to 10 minutes. I ended up baking them, I want to say like 25 to 30 minutes, like fresh. And eventually I had to cut them and move them around the tray. And then put them in for another 5 minutes to dry out the middle. So like... I feel like there's steps four and five need to be like give them room on the tray and if you're not Mm -hmm. freezing them here's how you cook them because I get that it's a make-ahead recipe but like not everyone wants to make ahead now they were delicious (laughs) and I probably will make them again but I was still like You should be telling me these things. And I did like that they had maple syrup instead of regular sugar and that they incorporated whole wheat flour.
0: Yeah. Now, when you make scones, have you, like, you've obviously you've made scones before. Yes. And you cook them in a disc all together like that usually?
1: Um, I would normally make mine into circles. And then I put them close next to each other so that they puff up instead of going sideways it's like if you if you keep them contained they will just rise instead of like blob out to the side so that's why I was like oh okay I'll form them into a disc and just cut them yeah and I'm pretty sure that's what you would do most of the time so that they're not hard on all the edges just on the top but it just was not cooking in the center at all and like yeah. The outside parts were getting crispy, and I was like, I don't know what the, what the F she wants from me. Although I <laughs> did, like, the, you take cold butter and you use the box grater to just grate it, to incorporate it, instead of doing, like, um, breadcrumb texture, yes. incorporating the flour and butter.
0: So I okay. did like that,
1: too. I was like, this is a neat trick to do. do, do. Um,
0: yeah, see, when I make scones, I... When I do circle scones, I actually add a bit more flour to the dough and I like pat it out and I do a mm-hmm. biscuit method so that they're very uniform in shape and they yep. actually don't rise up. I have done the drop method where you just have these mounds and then they rise up. Mm-hmm. But when I've done the disc method, I always, I have always separated them on the baking sheet so that, yeah. cause I, and you know what? I ain't no scone expert, but apparently I'm the Queo scone expert, mm. <laughs> according to some people, because um, nobody else makes them for some reason, but they're so simple. Um, they are. And, but they, um, I, I never thought of them having to not be crisp or dry on all edges. Like yeah, I thought, well,
1: I mean, you might be right. Maybe they are supposed to be all separate. But you should say that explicitly in the recipe, then, yeah. if that's the case. Because mm-hmm. arrange, arrange on the sheet, yeah. arrange scones on a parchment-lined sheet and freeze is not yeah. enough instruction. Yeah. Anyway, I just uh, I feel like I have this complaint about a couple recipes. I just want to quickly go back to the recipe I talked about last week, which was mm-hmm. the citrus cheesecake. Yes. I was watching an episode of America's Tech's Kitchen yesterday. Yes, yesterday. And they were talking about... So she was showing you how to make a a New York-style cheesecake. And they do it in a low oven, 200 degrees, for like three hours. And then you bump up the temperature really, really hot at the end to get this lovely brown top. Yeah. But they were talking in the episode, and they are talking about how important it is to grease the springform pan that you're using so your cheesecake doesn't stick and crack when you take it out. Yeah. She does not mention any of that in her recipe in our brown eggs and jam jars. She doesn't tell you to do any of that. And I was like, at the time that I was assembling the cheesecake, I was like, that's weird. I'm just going to butter the sides. And I did. And I'm like... it's just another, like, you gotta, you can't assume that people know these
0: things. You have to yeah. say it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'm happy they were tasty, but I'm sad that we're missing, we're, I feel like we're missing on the instruction piece. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, it's, I, I get that she's a chef and it's probably just like second nature to her. But you're writing a book for people who aren't chefs.
0: Yeah. Well, and when, yeah. I've said my piece. (laughs) What did you make this week? Oh, my God. So much, so much discontent. (laughs) Um, I made whole wheat chocolate chunk cookies Mm. with orange
1: zest. I actually flagged this one because I was like, I bet. I would really
0: like this. They were delicious. (laughs) They were so good. Um, So I made them for everyone. Um, They were our sweet snack um, for the week. And Mm -hmm. the first thing Wayne said when he tried one was, wow, you can really taste the orange. Mm. Is that good Um, or bad? No, it was good. Um, I love the combination of like chocolate and orange. Like, And I used dark chocolate, Purdy's Mm -hmm. chocolate chunks that I chopped up. Um, And so it was like a really delicious dark chocolate. And then the orange and that chocolate just gives such a cool combination.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And, oh, I also used... I'm just going back to my notes here. I yeah. also used some semi-sweet because I didn't have quite enough of the Purdy's. Uh So I used some you semi-sweet. Used, you used
1: fancy chocolate? I you did. Are, you are too good
0: <laughs> to that family of yours. Yeah. And I also... Okay, we have to pause for a second. Sure. Hayden, you have to go upstairs, okay? Okay, well, if you're sitting here, you cannot talk. You can't say anything, Okay. You're going upstairs. Oh my god! <laughs> well, you're
1: not going to let me talk. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yes, I used the fancy dark chocolate, and I mm-hmm. chopped it up, and then I added in semi-sweet some semi-sweet small chips, yeah. and I also had carob chips Ooh. that, or not, not carob chips, cacao nibs. Mm. I need to get my chips all in a in a row here um Mm. so just to make up like I wanted it to have all kinds of healthy but delicious flavor Mm -hmm. and they were so so good I want to make them again and I have not yet but I will it's they were really really good so when I was in college there was this so I read um we had to read Hemingway Mm. and uh, he talks about having coffee and oranges in the morning and that just the, like I've never had coffee and oranges, Mm -hmm. but just the idea of that flavor profile and like what that must taste like to me, in my head, like I relate chocolate and coffee very closely, and so this cookie was like the cookie version of that, like idea of having coffee and oranges. Hmm. Does that mean make- <laughs> just got like a little bit uh, literature professor on you? Bet you didn't see that one coming. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh. sure did not. Anyways, so it just it it. It was tasty and it just, it, like, my good friend and I, like, we reference that coffee and oranges thing every once in a while. So it just, it kind of, like, brought back, like, just some happiness. I don't know. It was all kinds of, like, it was good. It was good on all the levels, (laughs) Treya. Excellent. I'm so glad. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah. I'm glad it was a win. Like, I'm not saying her, the recipes aren't tasty because they are. I just wish there was more
0: writing, you know? (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: I really enjoyed that cookie recipe. Hmm. I'm glad.
1: That sounds like a solid recommendation. I will try it. Did I ever tell you about the time that I ordered $200 worth of chocolate on the internet? Is this recently? No, it was like oh no six okay. months ago, Yes, maybe I longer. Remember. Oh, no, yeah. it must have been a year. Anyway.
0: Because um, I remember there was also at one point when Curtis was somewhere and you give him a big long list. But I do remember you sending me a message saying, I just ordered all this stuff. Yeah, actually,
1: <laughs> next time he goes to Australia, I have a list. When he goes to England, I always have a list. And I always have a list whenever he goes to Germany, because I'm like, I can't get these weird things here. And I've been watching um, the Great Australian Bake Off
0: because, of course, you have been. <laughs> I
1: can't have enough Bake Off, and it's like it's so sweet and fun, and they have like great accents and stuff. And I was like, what the hell is lemon myrtle, <laughs> and what oh. are and what is wattle seeds? And I was like, I could Google it. What was it that? Or-
0: Can you say that? Whoa, whoa, hold on. Can you say that word again? Because you kind of, like, really, like, I don't know what happened, but you sounded robotic and it slurred it a little bit. Oh, it's wattle seed. Wattle seed. Okay, yes. thank you. Um,
1: yeah, so I'm like, I could Google it and find out what it tastes like, or you could just bring it back for me. Wow. Um, yeah, so I... Uh, I was going through chocolate chips like crazy, and I was getting fed up with the store quality that I could get. Like, I find our grocery stores don't have a very good selection. The ones in the States have better selection, but I don't know if the quality is actually any better. Like, when you buy the Giraldis, is it actually better chocolate when you're getting it at the grocery store? I don't know. So... I went on one of my favorite uh, online retailers and like I hadn't really bought from them before. I just saw them always snooping around yeah. and uh, they had all their chocolate. Like they have big two kilogram bags of chocolate and uh, so I bought uh, 70%, uh, 65% semi-sweet. I bought a milk chocolate and I bought like a couple decorating um, items and some other yes. ingredients that I have a hard time finding in the store like um, I bought glucose syrup and stuff like that oh, wow. and uh, I still have those bags in my in my cupboard they're starting wow. to change color because I think I'm keeping them in a spot that changes temperature too much but yes. uh, they're still they're so delicious I put oh. them in I put them in a cookie and because there's not... They're not tempered the same way as chocolate chips. They stay gooey the whole, like, oh. from the time you bake
0: them to forever. I'm like, oh, I'm in love. <laughs> anyway, okay. so, so definitely worth it. Are, are we going to name drop this company? Oh,
1: uh, it's a smaller Toronto-based company called FlowerConfections.com, and uh, their shipping is amazing.
0: Their Flour prices are
1: F-L-O-U-R. Like flour. Um, Their prices are really good, and their shipping is amazing, and they're, like, I don't know. They don't have every ingredient you could ever imagine, but they do have a lot. And uh, so I bought the bags there. (laughs) I'm still working my way through them. You know when you watch shows and they melt, like, two pounds of chocolate, and you think about going to the grocery store, and you're like, oh, my God, that's so much money. Wow. Wow. That's why I bought not ten kilograms worth of chocolate.
0: That's crazy. I actually, I'm. I want to go and look at their website because, I'll like you say, day. I um, I get um, my semi-sweet chocolate chips from our local bulk star store. Yeah. Local local bulk store. If I could speak properly, that would mm-hmm. be half the battle here. Um, and I find that. They're better than the run-of-the-mill that you would get at the grocery store. Yes, that's true, because you can get a big variety.
1: Mm-hmm. Like you can get the what are they called? Ugh. the cacao nibs. Yeah, and you can get the I think they're they come in galettes or callets. Yes.
0: Oh anyway. the melting chocolates?
1: Um, yes. But they also have like anyway, go on. You get them anyway.
0: there. I yeah, I get them there and but you can tell that it's not that same super high quality where it like melts super smooth. Like it still has that candy ish. Like there's still that level of chocolate candy sugar that isn't quite worked out to um, the high level that I, I would like it to be. (laughs) Yeah. And
1: like, I sometimes wonder like what ingredients are in this to make, Like they don't temper the chocolate chips. They put something in it to make sure that it's not going to melt and go everywhere. So I'm always like, what is in this? I don't really know. So I bought, I bought those and I have no regrets. I spent all that money and I'm like, well, we'll see what happens. And I'm, I'm still rocking my giant uh, Ziploc bag full of chocolate. And I'm so pleased. (laughs) Although my husband's just like, where are we gonna put all of this? I'm like in my belly. <laughs> I'll hide it in a super
0: special place. <laughs> I am currently hiding chocolate in a super special place. Right? Is it now. your belly? <laughs> Sorry, no. that is a Peppa Pig joke. No, then, it's uh, that's not. my life
1: right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, um, so I was introduced to Cadbury Dairy Milk by oh, so delicious. One of, yeah, one of my friends. My work friends that I miss dearly during this time of social distancing. Is it A W? It is A W.
1: Shout out to A W. Woo!
0: And uh, anyways, so that that was like a saving grace, and like we would go and get Cadbury Dairy Milk when we were having a bad day at work, and we would have um, we would have them in the office. And I used to have a stash in the office. Well, now I live miles and miles away from civilization and Mm -hmm. I am not going to work every day so I have been missing Cadbury dairy milk and it's the plain straight up ones not the mint not Mm. the fruit and nut not the oreo none of those things just straight up dairy milk the best so I went to the local dip nr and they had all the varieties (laughs) but not the straight up and so the owner was standing there and like oh my god like if you could just bring in some straight up dairy milk that would be the best because when I would go and get gas in the city, I would, like, get a few small ones and put them in, like, the console of my car. And that's where mm-hmm. I've been hiding them. Your Anyways, secret that's treat. That's my <laughs> super special place. Anyways, I went to the Depenar yesterday. And she brought in um, the plain Cadbury Dairy Milk. I bought her out. I bought all of it. <laughs> And it's, all, <laughs> yeah. and it's all in the console of my car because if my husband finds it, he will eat it because he does not respect. And so, oh, my husband scared. has learned long ago. No, nope. he will feel the wrath. Wayne is just like, whatever, I want chocolate. <laughs> he would be yeah. not my
1: husband anymore. Yeah. Although, I <laughs> that's the case on multiple counts. So, bad news, Wayne.
0: It's just a yeah uh but yeah so my super my super secret special place for hiding my chocolate right now is in my car until the weather gets a little warmer then I'm gonna have to find a different spot and it's driving him nuts because I'll come I'll just randomly like pop into the room with
1: (laughs) a chocolate
0: bar and he's like where'd you get that I'm like nowhere you know what if he if he did the grocery shopping he could get his own secret candy yeah. If you went into the store every once in a while. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's driving him nuts because he has no idea where they are. That is <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And he doesn't listen to our podcast. So
1: <laughs> my husband has helped me set up my own secret stash. He went oh. to um, Walmart after Easter and came yeah. home with like 50% off cream eggs, which are my very favorite chocolate. I don't know why Mm -hmm. they're so sweet and disgusting, but also my favorite. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I had already told him, I was like, I think this year I'm going to try and make my own because I didn't want to go to the store, but he was already there. So he came home with like just a whole bag full. And he's like, I'm just going to put this in this cupboard and it's all yours. And he doesn't eat sweets really. So I was like, this is amazing. He is a real straight-up guy, right? Like,
0: that's what it should be like.
1: (laughs) He knows how to keep me happy. Or he knows that he should keep me happy, I think, is probably more accurate. Yeah. (laughs) he's crazy. (laughs) uh, Yes, P.S. Wayne, that is what you should be doing. It is. Hooking a lady up with 50% off chocolate. I was actually kind of bummed. He came back with a whole bag full, and I was like, think you should go back <laughs> to get more because no. we came home with like you know the big bag of mini eggs yes they're only you can only get them one time of year and I was like oh maybe you could get more
0: but the store to? was closed so yeah. we kept we kept it you know super super do chill. you want to hear something a little sad but something I'm a little impressed by yes I have not had a mini egg this year oh well yeah. this is your. Squirrelled away at home, I am. But it's also I. I find them very sweet. I feel like when I did keto in the fall, mm-hmm. my taste buds really changed, and it really curbed my sweet tooth. Hmm. So it you broke your brain. I did, I, but I, I mean, they are very
1: sweet. The outside ca- candy coating is like especially yeah mouth hurty, but i just love them yeah oh for sure more deli- for me if you're not eating them then i guess exactly perfect so renee you want to tell us about that meal plan
0: <laughs> that meal prep you mean
1: oh yeah that's what i meant <laughs> well i mean it's part of the plan so
0: it was I definitely yeah
1: said that on purpose
0: um yeah Drea was stalking me on Instagram. <laughs> hey, you put it out into the world. I just I did. <laughs> I, uh, I had a bit of an epic weekend with meal prepping. Uh, I wanted to kind of get on top of things and all the recipes that I was making. I had the ability to make, like, they were easily scaled up. So for most of the recipes I made on the weekend, I made at least three. Um, so I did pizza casserole and I did uh, a maize butternut squash penne mac and cheese thing uh, from the cookbook and bur- uh, gingered beef and cheese, bean burritos. Um, and I just I made a whole bunch of uh, beef stew cut up uh, beef roasts and turned it into beef stew packages that can just be thrown into the instant pot. Um, I can't even remember what else I did at this point. But there was it baked was, oatmeal? Yes. Baked oatmeal is my like OG. Like it happens every week and it's a quickie. But I also posted some tips because people will send me messages and they're like, oh my god, you're a superhero. You're this, you're that. And Guys, I'm not a superhero. It's just you. Just you need to start with a plan, <laughs> and part of it is just being crazy and wanting to have like an organized like set of meals for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always start with a plan, and I always make sure that I'm not trying too many new things. Yeah, and I'm not doing. More than one recipe that is ingredient heavy. So, most of the meals that I made this weekend had like I'm gonna say seven ingredients or less. Yeah, um, and yeah, the ginger beef burritos are really easy, they are. Yeah, so I posted some tips. So, they were stick to a plan, don't have like a bunch of new recipes, don't have ingredient heavy recipes and try to, when you're putting together your meal plan, try and envision it in your mind of how you're going to execute it. Yeah. Um, And then always have recipes that are like your OG, like the baked oatmeal. Like we make that every week and it, I can put it together with my eyes closed. And actually this week, my daughter mixed up all the ingredients and my husband chopped up apple to put into it. So mm-hmm. I put it on my Instagram meal prep, but I didn't do anything. Well, that's good. They're that helping you. The, the meal prep and planning is is strong. But uh, you know what I missed? I did not bake any bread this weekend. Oh, no. I know. So my sourdough starter is like ready, busting at the seams. It's- oh, I used mine recently for my sourdough pizza. Yes, I did
1: that too. Mm-hmm. I know. I copied your idea. Yeah. This classic drill move. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that is a good idea. <laughs> what else yeah. did I... Uh, I copied something else of yours too. I was like, oh, nobody needs to know that I've stolen this idea. Uh, it's not stealing. Just... I have another... Actually, King Arthur Flower sent out a newsletter recently and it was like... They all have things. a newsletter? You sure do. you got mm-hmm. to new... get on that. I've got to get on that. They send you, like, recipe tips and stuff, and their recipes are actually really reliable. They send out one that's uh, crackers. Crackers for crackers. So I was like, I think that sounds fun. I would like to learn to make a cracker. Yeah. Do you make crackers? No. I would like to try. Yeah. Well, so get on it. I'm sure you'll uh, find them if you type in sourdough cracker to the... uh,
0: are they sourdough crackers? Yeah, it's to use up Shut your discard. Up. Did I not say that? The no. newsletter? You just oh, said yeah. uh, King Arthur Flower newsletter. You didn't say it was sourdough related. Oh, yeah.
1: It was a hundred percent sourdough recipes to use um, to use your discard.
0: Sorry. Awesome. Okay. So I need to get And my <laughs> mouth don't move at the same speed. I have a hard That's time. That's okay. I have, that, I have that issue all the time. Um, but, yeah, the meal prep this weekend was out of control in a good way, in all of the best ways. Um, and I'm actually going to deliver some freezer meals to my very pregnant friend today um, just to kind of help her get ready for her new arrival. So Is it her first, baby? This is her second. Okay. So, yeah, and considering the state of our – Mm-hmm. World right now, it's a little bit more stressful. So I wanted to take away some of her, um, at least food worries. Uh, that's that's a classic Sharon move: prepping freezer meals for pregnant friends. <laughs> I know. I experienced that awesomeness,
1: and I was yeah. very happy, very pleased to be the
0: recipient. Yeah.
1: So very pleased.
0: Yeah. Uh, Did you do much meal prep on the weekend? No.
1: No. I had a follow-up question about your meal prep, though. Oh, yes, go. So you do all this freezer cooking, but then I never see when you actually eat them. Do you incorporate them into your meal plan, or is it like a, everything's gone wrong, I'm just going to throw this casserole in and hope for the best?
0: Yeah, uh, no, they de- they definitely get incorporated. So um, I know that I have spaghetti sauce and chili at all times frozen in the freezer and we use it for emergency situations. But I actually Mm -hmm. scheduled in um, freezer chili on my meal plan for tonight. And I have scheduled in one of the beef stew packets on my meal plan for tomorrow night. So um, I keep like a running list of like in my brain so a lot of it I forget some of it you know
1: that was gonna Um, be my
0: follow-up question because like
1: some stuff goes into my freezer and like I forget about it like oh yeah I made four shepherd's pies that's right and then we eat shepherd's pie once a week for like four weeks yeah
0: no I'm pretty like I don't keep an actual list because I'm in my freezer a lot Mm -hmm. I buy a lot of bread when I go to the store so it all goes directly into the freezer I buy like extra frozen fruits so I'm constantly in there and rummaging around and making sure it's all organized and let's not forget that time I bought all the butter and it's still all in there (laughs) um so I um I and I do like I'll go in there and I'm like oh I should you know, I'm going to do shepherd's pie because I do have one more, I think. So that'll be lunches for one week. And the, a lot of the pasta bakes, I will Mm -hmm. set those out and bake them up for lunches for the kids during the week. And it just makes, so I think I said, I've said before, I try to alternate and do like one week where it's like cold lunches where they'll have like sandwiches and like snacky stuff. And then the next week I'll bake, something up for them or cook something up for them and so a lot of the time it's one of these pre-prepped meals that i have in the freezer i just throw it in the oven and then they've got a hot lunch that they can put into their little thermos for the whole week um, and i do that for school but even though we don't have school right now i'm still i still thought i would do like warm lunches every once in a while for them mm-hmm. um, instead of you know having leftovers or You know, it just gives them something specific to look forward to because they have something special for them, you know, because I have been making my lunches. So everyone kind of eats whatever for lunch. And then I have my planned lunch because that's been helping keep me on track. But I think it's I think that they're really enjoying having. Oh, no, we're having this for lunch this week. So that's wild that you have lunches
1: planned and prepped. We do a lot of tomato soup and grilled cheese or like
0: non-bread pizzas. It's very yeah. like, Oh no, what are we going to serve? I don't know. <laughs> well, if I was going to do tomato soup and grilled cheese or non-bread pizzas, I'd be planning that out too. <laughs> planning I... in everything right now to me. It It's helping me keep sane.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that it helps. I just, uh, it's a, such a struggle right now to come up with meal ideas, like, for dinner. I don't want to add on an extra meal, I guess. Yeah. Um, but that being said, maybe I should. And then we could actually have, like, more structure. Because I think it is hard for my husband. He's trying to work as much as possible while he looks after the kids. And then, like, because we switch off. In the, yeah. Like... One of us gets the morning, one gets the afternoon and the person who does the morning has to make lunch and breakfast. So
0: yeah, it's a little
1: challenging to come up with meal ideas. Although anyway, I was looking through my recipe books yesterday, trying to come up with a list of reliable recipes that we could just like, okay, this is what we're making today. But it's, it's a challenge to come up with ideas and remember all the recipes that are in all the books.
0: For sure. Well, and the um, like what what I've been doing is like this is the lunch for the week. So yeah. like I have my lunch for the week. So like this week, for example, it's the gingered beef burritos, mm-hmm. and for the kids, it's the butternut squash cheesy pasta stuff. So which my the, kids yeah. refuse to eat.
1: Oh my! Well, they didn't like. They like cheesy noodles from the box.
0: So. Well, I know, and I know some people don't like leftovers and eating the same thing for five days, but that's the way I've been structuring it so that I don't have to cook several different lunches. I cook one lunch at the beginning of the week and make enough for the whole week. Yeah.
1: Which makes sense because then you're
0: not, yeah. For your children, I threw together some, what I call pizza casserole and it's jarred marinara sauce. Mm Mm-hmm cooked pasta, chopped up pepperoni with some grated cheese mixed in, topped with grated cheese, pop it in the oven. Mm. They're annoying because
1: (laughs) sometimes they like pepperoni. Sometimes they don't. No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes they like sauce. Sometimes they don't. Wow. They're really... It's just like it is the hardest. Anyway, it's just the age that they're at. And it's not like yes. we pamper them and cater to them. We don't. It's just that, like, I don't always want to have to fight them to just get them to eat. So sometimes I generally, for lunch, we make something that they would really like to eat. And yeah. we'll have the fight at dinner time. Like yesterday, I made the gingered beef burritos. Yeah. And uh, we had the fight at dinner time. Oh, no. My husband was like, have you prepared yourself mentally? I'm like, no, because they're going to love it. Yeah, they wouldn't need it.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Well,
1: they – my daughter smushed – what does she do? She ate nothing but sour cream and then asked for more (laughs) sour cream. And I was like, only if you – only if you eat some of your burrito and (laughs) – she, I was like, are you going to eat your burrito if I give you sour cream? And she looked at me and goes, yes. <laughs> I was like, that is a lie. Here's your sour cream. And she dipped her finger in it and then wiped her finger on the burrito and then ate all the sour cream. And I was like, I'm not even going to fight with you
0: about this. It was so um, funny. Anyway, I feel hilarious. like that is a Drea move if I ever heard one. Yeah.
1: I just loved her. <laughs> yes. That
0: is yeah. what I will to it for. She's so funny. Uh, anyway, thanks, all. Well, um, yeah. On that note, I feel like we have wrapped up our, uh, our episode for today. I think we've covered everything. I think so, too. Thanks for the meal prep, Frog. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Well, next week, we're going to wrap up and let you all know what we think our final thoughts and our pod rating of brown eggs and jam jars. So tune in to that. Mm -hmm. And Drea, how about you? That's it for this week. Thank
1: you to our listeners and supporters for always tuning in. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at cookitpodcast. And subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. By rating and reviewing us, you help others find us.